0: Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast. We help discover better you, but finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. I'm here's Josh. And I'm gonna go over the idea, the concept, the mind, the multitude of life and the zero sum game. So if you guys haven't heard, there's a few different books out there and stuff that talk about a lot of these things. But basically what I wanna talk about today, go over at least in this episode, is the fact that there are different ways, right? There's different ways you can look at this, and a lot of this is going to come down to an abundance versus scarcity mindset. And if you haven't heard of this, or you have, you do have no idea what abundance and scarcity mindsets are, um, you definitely need to read. Like I always talk about rich dad, poor dad. Um, anything kind of by like Dan Lok. Dan Lok talks a lot about like the same types of mindsets. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of different books out there that discover and and go through these these concepts of scarcity and abundance. Um, there's a guy on YouTube called uh, Master C. Akashna and there's one called um, Gosh I forgot his name. I'll look him up while we talk. But there's there's a bunch of different people out there. Uh, Aaron Doughty. That was him. So Aaron Doughty has a good podcast and he's got a good YouTube channel. And he talks about all this same kind of stuff. But basically Law of Attraction type things. But it's more specifically the abundance versus scarcity mindset and basically explaining how when you, when you live in abundance, and this kind of comes back to my Bible verse that I love so much, but when you live in abundance, you'll get more, you, you will have more of whatever it is that you are abundant in, right? And you'll, you'll have an abundance of that thing. But if you live in a scarcity mindset, you'll always be restricted or you'll always be looking for you or you'll never achieve or have uh, what it is that you are in scarcity of. So for example, a lot of people will think of money, right? How many times in your life do you think of, I don't have enough money or I wish I had more money or I'm running out of money, right? That's that's kind of like a scarcity mindset type mentality. Whereas somebody with an abundance mindset is like, oh, there's so much money coming in. I have plenty of what I need. I can do whatever I want. You know, like I'm not restricted by money. Money's not a thing. I don't have to worry about it, right? And the biggest difference is just the way they think, the way they approach different things in life. And as a result this kind of bleeds into this concept or this idea of a zero sum like a zero sum game. If you don't know what a zero sum game is, it's basically saying that there is a limited quantity of something, okay? So like there's a, there's a limited amount of a thing. And what I want to get across is that we always think that there's only so much money in the world, we can't get enough you know, there's only so much it's it's somebody else gets it or we get it or nobody gets it. Like, it's not going to be this. You can have it. I can have a it thing. It's it, it, that's the only way it works or somebody else gets that job. I can't have that job because they filled that position. So I'll never get to see, you know, that role played or whatever. Right. That's that's zero sum. A zero sum game is a game in which there's a limited or scarce amount of some sort of resource. And if it's consumed, then there's no more left. You can't get any more. You can't procure any more. It's it's gone. It's essentially there. It's gone. You can't you can't get more of that thing. That's zero sum, and that's very scarcity thinking, right? That's a very scarce way to approach situations or to see things because you you're looking at it as you can't get any more of that. But somebody with an abundance mindset is not going to think that way. Somebody that has abundance lives in abundance is not going to think in a scarcity mindset. They're not going to think of like these things as being a zero sum game, and this plays, so it's not only in monetarily, it plays also in the sense of like relationships and love. Some people think like, Oh, because you fell in love or you're in love with somebody else, or because this person, you know, has love, like, I'm not going to have that, or I can't get that, or I'll never have that again. When you get in a breakup, right? I'll never have that again. That's again, very scarcity thinking, very scarce thinking, very scarcity mindset type mentality That's that's the way that you're approaching these situations. And and I want to tell you guys that life is not a zero-sum game. Love is not a zero-sum game. Money is not a zero-sum game. It's about the way you approach these situations. And I'm telling you right now, they're not that way. Even though we think they are, and even though we're taught that they are. It's not the case. And you have to get to a point to where you can break yourself through that thinking that that is that is, that's truth and that's the reality and that's the way it is you have to get past that before you can realize these things and before you can start having these levels of abundance that that you want that you've been searching for and that everybody's kind of like after right everybody feels fulfilled when they can achieve this abundance but nobody ever gets there i mean people do but we end we end up hating the people that do and it begs a good question why do we hate people that are able to achieve these things? Why do we hate people that are able to fall in love beautifully if we don't have it? Why do we hate people that have an amazing and beautiful home in a wonderful neighborhood if we can't have it? Why do we hate people that have this amazing car and a beautiful you know, motorcycle or something if we can't have those things? Why is it always based on if we can't have something, we hate those people? Why do we always hate? We talk about hating the 1%. We talk about the one percent. We talk about how they're so evil and cruel and, and manipulative and just bad, evil like people, right? We talk about those things. But why does it have to be that way? What if you were that way? What if you were that person that's a one percent? Are you gonna see yourself differently? Yeah, probably. Do you think maybe they see themselves differently as well? These are the questions I want to to get you to start thinking about and get you to start opening your mind about because when you can do that, when you start blaming when you stop blaming other people for achieving these things or taking these chances and opportunities that we don't have the guts to take or we're not ready to take, then there's no level of being able to achieve that. You don't see yourself being able to attain that kind of thing. And when you stop thinking that way, I don't know if I'm talking to, sorry, I don't know if that's what I literally just said, (laughs) but if you stop thinking that way and you stop blaming these other people, you start allowing yourself to achieve the same thing. So it's almost like you have to get you have to get over your own ego and your own anger and stuff of these people. It's actually kind of interesting. So there is a uh, I'll tell you kind of like a story. So back when I was first doing this uh, this stuff with my media agency, um, uh, one of the very first so I was learning how to do like Facebook ads and Google ads and stuff and doing a whole bunch of you know research and just learning everything. And one of the very first ads I ran it was on Facebook and it was just an image it was just an image and it was really to like to create my account and to publish something to start getting some like very basic metadata and to start like basically bringing awareness to the page so that i could start running bigger ads with a bigger budget so it wouldn't get like blocked right away cuz generally if you create an account and then you get like ads and stuff and you start throwing hundreds of dollars out there a day you'll get blocked because facebook is very very finicky when it comes to running ad accounts like they they will straight up delete accounts for nothing so um so you have to kind of do some like background stuff and i started with my original image so it was just one image and that's all it was and i published it out to the page and i just started you know running like an awareness campaign essentially throwing that image in front of people as like an ad for uh for this business that i had and I totally didn't expect this, but what ended up happening was I was getting like feedback on this image. I mean, it was super weird, and I was getting all sorts of comments, positive and negative, mostly negative. And to tell you a little bit about it so, what this image was, was it was a quote, right? So, I went to like one of the motivational pages, and it was just like this quote that I pulled that I really liked. And I was like, okay, I'll throw this out there just to kind of like feel things out and get things started. So, the image, what it read was, um, the reason there's a 99% and a 1% is because 1% of people are willing to do what the other 99% are not. And I was like, whoa, that's like such a good quote. And I like that. And I, I feel like I'm trying to embody that thing, like trying to remind myself that, dude, the reason you feel like you're alone is because you're doing something different than everybody else. You're trying to achieve something different than everybody else. So I tried to, like, remind myself of that. So I really, really liked that quote. It, like, resonated with me. And when I started running this campaign and I started seeing, like, initially I didn't check. But then I started, like, going through and actually seeing some of, like, the feedback, which wasn't even the intent of the campaign. It was not to get, like, feedback and to start garnering responses and likes and comments and stuff and all that. But what I was trying to do was I was trying to just get, like, brand awareness. And people were actually starting to comment on this, this image. So I was reading through some of the comments, and it was like every eight out of ten was like something negative in this regard. But you could probably guess if you had to guess how like what people were saying. Like, what would you what would you think? And I I initially would be like, oh, I don't know, people are um, you know going to be like hell yeah. And I thought people were going to be kind of like motivated about it, but something different happened. And one of the most like common things was I remember one lady put, she's like, yeah. It's because the 1% are crooked and evil and cruel and they just want to take everybody's money. And I, when I read that, I was like, whoa. I was like, what in the world? Like, I did not expect that. And it wasn't like, she wasn't alone. Like, there were a few other people that were saying things like very, very similar. And it was like mind-blowing to me. It it completely took me back. I was so surprised. So... (laughs) So as I was going through it, like I was reading these and I was just very taken back. And it's crazy because, yes, they're living in a victim mentality, sure. But like, what's the bigger and deeper reason to it? And I, I think what I, what I came up with was I was learning that these people think that because like the 1% of people take these leaps and take these challenges and do these things and make all this money, that because they do that, the 99% of people can't like they think that they can't because because somebody made it rich, now I can't make it rich too. And that was like that was like the common like thread. They all thought this was like a zero sum game. They thought this whole thing was either you're going to make it or I'm going to make it and whoever does, the other person can't. And it was just it, it was really really eye-opening to me to see that and to understand the way people think and the way people see things. It's very very debilitating. If you live your life as a zero-sum game, if everything's a zero-sum game, you're going to live probably one of the most miserable and painful lives in your whole world. And I think, honestly, I think people that live by zero-sum rules are people that necessarily don't have the best of intentions with what they do, no matter what, if it's with a lot of money or with a little bit. I don't think they have really good intentions because I think the people that live in abundance, the people that understand that there is not a scarcity of everything in the world, that you can also achieve the same thing as your neighbor and your best friend and the 1%. like The people that live by those rules and understand that life is not a zero-sum game, the people that live in abundance are generally the people that have a bigger heart, that that want to do more for the community. They, they understand that money in money go like they can do whatever they want they're always going to be able to make more they can give away and they do these things because i can tell you right now over the past year since i've kind of been on this like crazy enlightening journey and really eye-opening path that i have met a lot of people from grant cardone to jason capital to ben oberg to ala casa to um to mario to brett Knutson. Right, I have met so many people who I never, ever would have predicted that this many people that make this much money, like all of these people, over a million dollars, right? These people make more than a million dollars a year. Very, very successful, very wealthy people. Grant Cardone's over a billion dollars. I think he's at 2.1 billion. Um, so these people do really, really well and are highly successful. But I have learned... As I've met these people and as I've met more people and interviewed them and, and had them on some of them on this show, as I've done that more and more, I've learned something that was contrary to what I initially thought I would have discovered before I began this journey. And that's that these people, these people that do these things and are are this successful and highly like wealthy. They give back more than anybody else I've ever known. They 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 want nothing other than to help other people more or less achieve the same thing that they're doing. And it's just it's crazy to me. It's just so enlightening and it's it's really like warming at the same time because to to live your whole life, right? To live your childhood, think people are trying to scam you. Uh, rich people can't be trusted, rich people are evil, money is evil, like if you make money, you're going to be evil. Like to live my whole life my childhood i guess growing up and thinking this is this is the way things are and these are the things that happen it's eye-opening it's an enlightening it's so reassuring and warming to know that that's not the case that that's not at all how these things are these are like these are amazing people great people and they want nothing more than to help you get to where they're at they just know it's a struggle they know it's a journey and they know it's not easy and you have to be able to, to put up with the hard work and answer the, the, the hard, difficult questions and do the difficult things and persist long enough in order to achieve the things that you're trying to get done. It's not It's like they know this stuff isn't easy and they want to teach you, but they know it's hard. And I think too many people think that. People are trying to scam them or they're trying to get one over, but that's just a scarcity way of thinking it. That's a zero-sum mindset that you're approaching these situations with. I remember when I was first starting, I was looking for a mentor, right? So like this this journey of finding a mentor is not like an easy journey. It's definitely something that's rather difficult. Um, and I would recommend anybody when you're starting off, if you're doing something along these lines where you're going to start working for yourself and building a business and running your own life and career is your mentor probably for the first i don't know 6 months, 8 months, 9 months is probably going to be like a book. It's going to be a book or a YouTube video or a channel or something like that because that's going to be the best way to get feedback and advice from somebody other than actually having like one-on-one time with them and being able to interact with them personally. So it's going to be something like that. And as long as you continue to push, push and pursue and approach, you know, different people, you'll find somebody eventually make sure they embody the same things that you want to embody the same core values and stuff, but you'll eventually find somebody and it may not be anybody that you originally thought you would end up being with somebody that you end up connecting with, but somebody along the way is going to pick you up and you're going to connect with them and you're going to resonate with them and you're going to want their support and help and they're going to be willing to help you, but it's not easy initially. And that's okay. That's very, 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 very much okay. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep pushing on what you're doing and keep, keep pursuing the things that you're pursuing. But as you go along, you're going to discover that you're going to get a lot of help and you're going to get a lot of impressions and you're going to get a lot of feedback from all sorts of different people. You just have to find somebody that resonates with you. And as a result, you need to understand that you can make this stuff work. It's, it's not anything that's like impossible or it's not going to come off or you're not going to be able to wrap around it, but they will understand and they will help shift you into this mindset. And that's probably one of the biggest things is they want to see that you're living in this like abundance mindset, because that's kind of like one of the foundational elements that you have to have is like, I can make this work. I understand it's probably gonna be hard and there's probably gonna be some like hiccups and it's going to seem at times like I can't, but as long as they don't give up, you're going to be fine and they'll be there to motivate you because they're going to want to see you succeed right that's the coolest thing about this is these people want to see you succeed so they'll help you stay motivated as long as you don't give up it's like ranger school when i was in ranger school um there was nothing in ranger school that would force you to kick out they they would there were no like disqualifying things you could go on patrols And you could get peered and you could get evaluated poorly and all this stuff. And all it would do is it would recycle you to the start of that phase. If you didn't pass that certain criteria, it would recycle you to the start of that phase. But they would never actually kick you out of the course. Now, with that being said, getting recycled to the beginning of the phase is highly demoralizing you just went through an entire phase which is anywhere from 15 to 25 28 days you just went through a whole phase of the course almost like a month of starving not eating carrying around hundreds of pounds not seeing your family you know no technology like no friends no freedom no social activity like none of that stuff right you're like living out in the woods and mountains of wherever the fuck and you're either in the snow and the rain or in the cold or in the blasting heat I went in the winter, so I froze everything off. But sometimes in the summer, right? It's the heat is just the opposite. It's that miserable. Um, you're not showering and stuff, right? So you're just gross and nasty all the time. So it's demoralizing, but you'll never get kicked out. You'll get recycled, but you'll never actually get kicked out. And anybody who's been this can verify and knows. But It's one of the hardest things to hear is like you didn't pass a thing because you're so looking forward to going to the next phase, to moving on to the next piece, to to passing this checkpoint and and moving forward. And if you get news that you recycled one of the faces, that's the worst news you could possibly ever get. Right. So it's very, very demoralizing, but you'll never actually get kicked out. As long as you don't give up, you won't get kicked out. You have to voluntarily surrender in order to be booted from the course. And the thing is, is what they do is they break you down so much that, that you do like people do voluntarily surrender. It's like a 93% washout rate. Most people voluntarily surrender from the course. They give up, they quit and they go home. And what I'm trying to convey is this message of the army's not going to give up on you. the The instructors won't give up. They'll They'll treat you like shit, and they're not going to be friendly with you, and they're going to be dicks and all this stuff. Like they won't be nice, but they're not going to like. They won't give up on you unless you give up on yourself. Like they're going to keep you in the course. They're going to keep you moving forward. They're going to keep you, you know, like trying and stuff. And they're going to encourage you not to quit the course. They're going to do every. It's funny because they kind of get you to a breaking point to where you do want to quit. And then once you're like, okay, I want to quit, they're like dude, you're this far, like, just keep, keep trucking it out. Don't give up. Like, keep going. You made it this far. Don't give up. Like if you give up now, you're put, so, you know, I'm like, <laughs> they'll give you like a really, really, really hard time, but they, but they won't, they'll get you to the breaking point, And then they will like encourage you to stick around and they'll encourage you to stay there. So it's, it's this same mentality of not giving up and don't give up on yourself. And as long as you don't give up on yourself, you're going to stay in the course. And you, while you may not progress or move forward, they're not going to kick you out. You're going to kick yourself out. And the same like entrepreneurial journey, the spiritual journey, this awakening like journey is the same kind of thing. And these people know that, right? If you're looking for mentorship or you're looking for help, like these people understand that. And there's no scam or anything else that like these people are doing. The, the thing is, is they understand what it takes to continue to go. They understand that they want to work with somebody that's not going to give up on them. So they always seem to do some sort of test to to start things off. Sometimes it's financially, like you got to pay them to do a thing. Um, Sometimes it's, hey, I want you to do X, Y, and Z or build this stuff. Or sometimes it's just almost impossible to get in front of them until you bring them a product or something that can help them. And you solve a problem that they are personally dealing with. Those are ways you can get in front of them. Those are ways you can pass these tests and show them that... You're actually serious and you do actually want like a mentor and you're not going to give up and you're going to try and it's not going to be you letting yourself down. You're going to be persistent and you just need somebody to direct that energy. And that's what a mentor role would be. So they understand that. But circling all this back to being a zero sum uh, mentality is I remember when I was first looking for a mentor. And I actually paid money to get into, I think I talked about it. I paid money to go see like Grant Cardone and to go sit in a room with a bunch of like really successful people and to just collect knowledge and, and learn and, and absorb all that wealth of information that these people had in that room. And it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money that I didn't have at the time. And it was, uh, it was really scary and terrifying and I remember everybody that was in, I call it like my former life, but everybody that was kind of like in the circle at the time, the circle that I was like drastically weeding out and sifting out, uh, was always telling me, don't get scammed. Don't throw your money away. These people are just after you for your money. You know, like they were, like, these were the things that people who apparently cared about me were telling me. And of course, coming from where my background was middle-class mindset, I very much was I would say, heeding their advice. Like I was very, very skeptical. And it was a difficult thing for me to get over. And that's because I was living with this zero-sum mindset that these people aren't in it for me. They're trying to get one over on me. They're trying to scam me. They're only in it for the money. Like these are the way these people think. And this is like the questions and the advice that I was getting from people that were like in my circle, the people that I let in my circle. This is the stuff that they were telling me. And I want you guys to understand that These people, these mentors These people of high caliber These people of, of great success They may not be super big I think you look up Brett Knutson, And he's at like 180,000 people um, 180,000 followers Ben Oberg's at like 100,000 um, Grant Cardone obviously is at like 2 million Or maybe even more than that it Might be like 8 million <laughs> But like these people Are just ordinary people They're, they're regular people But they have a lot of, like their time is worth a lot. So if you're, if, they, if you're going to spend time with them, it's going to cost you something. And they have, honestly, these people want nothing more than to teach you. They want to teach you exactly what they're doing so that you can achieve the same lifestyle because they love the life that they have built and they want to get you to that same place too. And they're good people. They're good, honest people. These, these people that have these followings are, for the most part, I've only noticed them to be great people. The more you get to know them, the closer you get with them, the more you get to talk to people that know them and understand with them and work with them on a daily basis, they're great individuals, amazing people. Brett Knutson, one of the biggest things I like about him was the first thing I not the first thing I saw. I knew about him before, but I started following him on Instagram. One of the things that really stuck with me was he during COVID he got on a plane with his family um, on a commercial aircraft with uh, with a bunch of other people, and one of his kids was sick, so they weren't going to let him his child fly forward. So it means one of either him or his wife are going to have to stay back. And he's like, I don't want to split my family up. I want to keep my family together. So they literally, he went and got and chartered a private aircraft for like 17 grand for this flight back home. And that was so like, to me, that was powerful. And that tells me what having wealth can do. It gives you the freedom to make changes and to do things that you couldn't typically do if somebody didn't have that kind of money. You'd have to split the family up. And he didn't want to do that. So he didn't have to. He literally chartered a private aircraft to fly the whole family back together. And that spoke to me so loudly. But I think that it gives testimony, that story gives testimony to the level of character that these people have. The like family and relationship and stuff is so important. Um, if you know anything about Grant Cardone, a lot of people kind of like hate him. And I I get it because he's very wealthy. He makes a lot of money. And he seems kind of cocky, I guess, when when he's on uh, stage or when he's you know talking some of his videos and stuff. But the guy is just, he's excited about things, and, and I see that in a different light now, now that I know him more personally, I but I mean, uh, when we were at this, when I went to see him at this conference with like 20 other people in the room, um, it wasn't a very big event, it was a very tiny event, um, but we were sitting there, and it was at the time he was filming this, uh, he was filming this show, Undercover Billionaire, essentially where they take all your money away, and he tries to recreate a million-dollar business in I think it's like 80 days or something, right? It's some like a couple of months. He tries to recreate, might, might even be 60 days. Tries to recreate a million-dollar business with like a hundred dollars. Um, so he was filming in where like really close to where I'm at, and uh, he he was at the conference, and I think he was still filming during this conference. They were still recording episodes and shooting and stuff, and he broke down to us in the room for for a minute. We were just asking him questions and stuff, and he broke down. And I saw a very human side of him, and he started talking, because somebody asked him about like, hey, what's like one of the toughest things, or most important things um, about what you do? Or like, what is your motivation behind the things that like drives you with uh, the decisions you make and the freedom that you're kind of after and achieving? What's the deeper purpose? And after I asked the question, he kind of sat there and got super serious, like really, really straight faced. And his eyes started watering and I was like, oh boy, like I asked the wrong question, but it was, it was a very human moment. And his eyes started watering and he kind of just like looked up and he, he, he was holding the mic I was like three rows back, I think in, in one of the um, middle seats, um, there's an aisle down the center. So I was on the aisle seat in the about three rows back and he looked at me and he's just like, I love my family, man. It's like I love my family and I want to spend time with my girls. He's got two younger girls. It's like I want to spend time with my girls and I love my wife Elena and being away from them. Like he's like I I had a rough upbringing and I had, you know, kind of like a rough childhood and I had an awakening moment in my life that really made me want to change everything and having this family now is more important to me than anything. And I'd want to spend time with them every chance I get and I love the opportunities and the ability to be able to do so. And I love that they support, you know, my love of real estate and how much he tries to do with real estate. And it was just, it was very humanizing as a moment. And he continued to say, he's like, when we were filming, he didn't say when we were filming, but he's like, I, I knew we all kind of figured something was up. Like he was doing a thing. Cause it was very secretive and he wasn't talking about it. He's like, I can't say anything, but just so you know, like it's going to be cool. Like when this stuff is over, it's going to be pretty cool. And and you guys are going to see it and it's going to be sweet. So we all kind of like started to like have the rumor bill and kind of ask questions and figure out, you know, like what was going on. So we knew he was filming a thing. We thought it was more of a movie, but it turned out being a show. But he's like, the hardest thing about what's happening right now is I have to be away from my girls. I have to be away from my family. And he's like, it is the worst, the worst thing in the world. And he's like, it's even to the point where I've flown them out here and they are staying in a, in a house nearby where I'm at. He's like, I just, he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it being away from them for that long, and I wanted to bring him out here, and I thought that was so cool, and it was so humanizing, right? It brought him to a level of reality, and and that was awesome. That was a really really cool, like moment. But to to think that these people are evil and they're malicious and they only want you for what's in your pocketbook. Is not the case. But we come up with this mentality. We come up with this idea. That that's the only way it could possibly be. Because these people have achieved something. That we weren't able to. And we try and justify it. By making them some sort of demonic or evil creature. Because we don't like the idea. That if a good person. Was able to make a lot of money. And still do good. And help people. And still want to like love a family and stuff. Then that could be us. Like We, we share all those qualities too. But we weren't able to achieve that. So we have to come up with some sort of like excuse to make it seem like there's a reason that we didn't achieve what they did we didn't take the same chances and the same opportunities and the same risks that they that they did to achieve the lifestyle that they're living so we try and demonize these people and we try and make them something less than what they actually are to make them different than us we try and we try and make it like okay we're good they're bad the reason they got there is because they're bad like well actually They're good and we're good. And the reason we didn't get there is because we didn't take different chances and opportunities that were given to us in our life. Like we all have, we all have a talent. I've said this before. We all have a talent that can make us a million dollars. Just are you going to take the chances on yourself to make it work? And I can teach all that stuff and I can run people through that, but like you got to really want to do it. And it just takes a different level. It takes a level of, kind of like, I don't know, understanding, I guess, to get to that point to where you understand, you know, you, you realize it, you have to, you have to come to like an awakening moment and maybe this is it, right? Maybe this is, maybe this is the episode where you, you get that message and you hear that and you're like, dang, okay, I do want to get there and I do want to achieve this stuff. But I just want you guys to understand life's not a zero sum game. These people, these mentors, they understand that they think differently This level of people, this caliber of person understands that. And if you can get yourself to the point where you understand life is not a zero-sum game. It's not a zero-sum game in terms of money. If if I have money, guess what? You can still have money. And I would love to teach you how to do exactly what I've done, just as anybody else would do the same. And love is not a zero-sum game. If you break up with somebody or you lose somebody and you think that you're never going to find another person like them, You're thinking in a zero-sum mentality. You're thinking in that scarcity mindset. You gotta stop thinking that way because that's not at all the case. It's not. You're going to find somebody better. You're going to find a relationship that fits the needs and qualities that you need in a relationship as long as you maintain the standards that you want to have. You can't sacrifice things on yourself. And what happens is that when we live in a scarcity mindset, when we live in this zero-sum mindset, We start sacrificing these things because we think we can't have like the better. We think we like can't find it or won't be able to achieve it or I don't know, whatever. Like I get it. I was there. I was there. When I was going through my divorce, I was like, girls get uglier as they get older. They don't get more attractive. They're only going to get fatter and they're going to have kids and they're not. They're going to be like saggy skin and stuff and like all this shit, right? This is all things that was running through my mind after I was going through the divorce at like 26, 27 years old. And I was just, I was thinking I was living in such a scarcity mindset, right? Middle class mindset, this zero sum game that I was never going to have this relationship again. And then guess what happened? I met a girl who was my age. She was the same, like the same age. So we were older now at this point. She was far more attractive than the girl I was married to. And she was far more compatible for me than the girl I was actually married to, like far beyond where I was actually married to somebody. So it's just crazy, right? It's like there's, this, there's, there's things out there. The universe, God, understands that there's all these things and capabilities and stuff that you're capable of and achieving of and all that. But you're never going to get there if you keep loving in this, like, scarcity because you're going to start sacrificing yourself. You're going to sacrifice these standards that you have for yourself, these things you want to achieve, either in business, in, in finances, or in love. If you sacrifice the standards of what you want to achieve, if you if you accept a lower level quality, if you accept a lower level standard of what you actually want, you're going to live a really subpar life and you're probably going to be disappointed at some point. So don't do those things, right? Don't settle for that job just because, uh oh, pays the bills and, you know, I'm doing nine to five and, you know, I don't think I can find anything else and I don't want to move away from home or I don't want to leave this house or I've got a family, whatever the bullshit fucking excuses are that you can come up with in your head. If you live like that, then you're settling, right? If you're saying, oh, I can't do that because I've got a family. Well, if that's really what you want to do and that's really what you want to achieve, then take the risk, take those leaps, and make your life better for your family. Become that Brett Knutson getting on the plane and not wanting to separate his family so you charter a private aircraft to fly the whole family home together. Do that for your family. You owe it to your family. You owe it to your friends to become a better person and to live life to its fullest potential. Don't use family or friends or illnesses or whatever as these crutches. Don't use them as crutches. Do it for those reasons. Become successful for those reasons. Achieve your goals in your life for those reasons. I just heard a quote the other day that said, there's a moment in a man's life where he realizes he's something else. He realizes he's got one life. Or that what is it? There's a moment in a man's life I'm like botching this up like crazy. But there's a moment in a man's life where he, he m- moves into his second life and it's when he realizes he only has one. There's a moment in a man's life where he goes into his second life and it's the moment that he realizes he only has one. And it's just a, like a shaking and awakening of like, yo, do it stop like making excuses on these things that you want to do. You want to achieve cause you only got one life. So you might as well fucking go for it and don't give up on yourself and keep pushing. Cause if you don't give up, you're going to make it work. The interview I had with Brett Knutson, So good. So good. He talks about these things. We, 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 talk about this stuff and he, he explains like, as long as you don't give up on yourself and you don't concede the, the universe almost has to conspire to work for you. It almost has to come up with solutions and reasons to give you what it is you're trying to achieve. So don't give up on yourself. Don't see life as a zero-sum game. Stop looking at these people that are wealthy and successful and thinking that they're something different than who you are, so you can't have the same thing that they are. Because none of these things are true. Life's not zero-sum. Grant Cardone can have $2.1 billion. Guess what? So can I. And I'm going to go for it. So, wake it up. Wake it up. Open your eyes. Check it out, guys. It's super possible. I hope you guys like this episode. I think this is pretty cool. I totally didn't plan on it being this long. I thought it was going to be like a 10-minute thing. But, hey, if it goes long, it goes long, right? Um, But, like always, uh, if you guys do, go on. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share. uh, Check it out. I think, like, on Podbean, you guys can always, of course, go in and rate on uh, Apple Podcasts. Is probably the most, like, default browser. But Podbean is where I actually have my show, Um, but it's on, like, everything across the sun. So make sure you guys go out there, share it. I see when, like, episodes and stuff get downloaded and listened to. So it's kind of cool to track, like, who's listening and where they're at and stuff. But like, subscribe, share the show. Um, Appreciate all the work you guys have done to kind of grow it to where it's at right now. I hope this is, like, having a positive impact for a lot of people. and and really positively influencing your life and making things better because if I would have had something like this when I was growing through all my like shit I think it would have helped it would have changed a lot for me so I wanted to kind of like do that same thing and, and pass it along for everybody else so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys in the next one see ya